Hey, this podcast replay, it's brought to you by Sports Grill with seven great locations. Check out the Bird Road and Miami Lakes locations. Sports Grill is the home to the legendary Sports Grilled Wings and catch our Dolphins pre- and post-game shows at the Miami Lakes and Bird Road locations for the 2021 season. All right, all right. There he is, the world traveler himself and the Barons ready to go. Where, where are you at, Singapore? Yeah, pretty pretty glamorous right now, Big O. I'm in a I'm in a perhaps too public place at uh, the Westin in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, you might you might be able to see uh, the UAB football stadium behind me. Uh, I'm right by the Alabama uh, Sports Hall of Fame. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. Now my daughter's here running in a track meet tomorrow. So nice. I, I believe I heard you breaking. Uh, were you breaking some Derrick Henry news there? Was that uh, yeah, was yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah? The Dolphins are signing Braxton Berrios. They're uh, they're trading for Derrick Henry. They're bringing in <laughs> Brady, and they're going to bring back Mike Pouncey to snap for him. And they're moving Connor Williams over to guard. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we got going. Okay. By the by the way, are you shocked at how green that that town is? Like like, uh, there's a lot of uh, trees everywhere. I've I've been to Birmingham. And it's actually nice. It's actually nicer than what people think. Oh, it's been. I mean, we've only been here for a few hours, but it's it's treating us reasonably well so far. Uh, I I didn't mind the drive in at all. The airport was easy. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those big those big airports are a pain in the ass. The small airports, quick and easy, in and out, bro. Yeah, you don't and you don't have to do that much walking. It's like. Son oh, of a it, bitch. Was, it was five minutes off the plane to the rental car. It was I, amazing. I know, amazing. I know, I know. I hate the, like, Miami, you get off the plane, and, brother, you got to walk, like, eight freaking blocks to get to the damn baggage area. And you're like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. It takes forever. Atlanta's the worst. Atlanta's My God. Bad. Yeah. And, 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 and when they switch gates on your ass in Atlanta, oh, crap. Now you got to take, like, a train, a monorail, four escalators, and then way down on the concourse and then you're there it's like any anytime i'm on a train with multiple stops or some sort of people mover that looks like it was from desert storm right like those are those are the worst airports atlanta's the worst the birmingham was lovely atlanta's the worst because they'll switch you gates and you and you're like you got to go to another gate where you got to get a train and all kinds of shit and you've got like six minutes to get there and you're like what like yeah. what the hell well, they you do know, that it's... to you in phoenix too they put not only do they put the phoenix car rental in scottsdale but um they also they, you, you always have to walk a mile it's crazy all right so aaron Rodgers, does he retire does he go to green bay or does he go to the new york jets what, what's what's your uh, gut tell you on this one well as a as a bears fan uh i'm get I'm out rooting. of the division <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm rooting for him to leave the division. It feels like he's going to leave the division one way or another. Um, there, there were reports this morning about, um, and again, again, I've been traveling all day, but I don't think anything is broken on this. Seems like uh, there's a good vibe between him and the Jets. Um, it's a little bit weird to be that on the nose with the with the Brett Favre career path, right? But fine, whatever. Um, Garrett Wilson is great, and I am. I am fully prepared uh, at the at the drop of a hat. Well, at the at the signing of Aaron Rodgers, anyway. I am fully prepared to rank Garrett Wilson as something like the wide receiver seven, wide receiver eight. I I think that guy became a star last year. I don't I don't think there's much left to do. Um, you just really need to insert a competent quarterback. I would have been happy with Garrett Wilson being paired with I don't know somebody less than Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr would have been fine with me. Um, 
he just had absolutely abysmal quarterback play last season. And now you're talking about upgrading to, you know, this isn't, this isn't like the 2010, 2011 version of Aaron Rodgers. I think we all understand that he's, he's a little bit older, but man, when that guy gets, gets a little bit of time, um, he's still just deadly accurate. He's like weapons, great accurate. So I'm pretty excited to see that with, with Wilson. Um, Wilson, I, I was a little bit of a skeptic and now I, I just feel terrible about having been skeptical at all last year. Cause I didn't, I didn't get enough Garrett Wilson in dynasty leagues. I didn't get enough Garrett Wilson anywhere. And now he's on the verge of having Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. That, I mean, that's just as good as it gets. And Brees Hall too, by the way. Oh, the, the, well, that's another thing. And that's, you know, we can, we can point to 18 different things that Zach Wilson doesn't do well, but one of the things that he really, really doesn't do well is, um, is complete the, the layups, right? He's, he's absolutely terrible at the simplest stuff. He can make the hero throw, right? He can put the ball 70 yards in the air. Um, there are other guys who can do that. But I've, I've never seen someone who is as inept at throwing screens, at, at hitting like, I, I don't know, I, I just need a guy 10 yards downfield. I, I need a wheel route. I need, I need just a, a simple receiver in the flat like the bunnies. Um, I've, I've hardly ever seen an NFL quarterback who's as bad at the easy stuff as Zach Wilson. Well, you see, the problem, here's where this is all your fault now. You don't even blame yourself <laughs> for this. Because, see, you want him to do layups, and he's just into laid up. That's all. He's into the milks, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, he's fair. thinking of getting it's laid. You're thinking about, you know, layups. He's thinking of getting laid. And that's, see, <laughs> that's where, you know, you're asking him to do something that he's not, that's not his strength. Well, you know, one, his one strength is his strength is hitting on the on the forty four year old broad in section two twenty seven. That's <laughs> you know that's his expertise there. What the hell is wrong with you, Andy? Yeah, I'm sure his eyes are wide too. After uh, after a few years at BYU, uh, had the had the restraints on probably while he was on campus there. So I get it. It's just that confidence as an NFL quarterback will will open a lot of those doors for you. Uh, if he could just achieve it. He doesn't get that part, that if he's successful no. on the field, he can also be successful off the field, but he's just <laughs> worried about being successful off the field. So, you know, it's it's a whole different, you, you just can't, you know, it's it's one of those things. He's young, you know, he's, I, I, I guess his hormones have gotten the best of him, you know, for now at this point. Maybe, you know what, maybe he should hook up with Jada Pinkett. That would be... <laughs> That seems like something that can happen. Yeah, it seems like uh, that that is like all parties would be would be open to that. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's definitely one that would uh, that would work there. Uh, your thoughts on Braxton Berrios getting released from the Jets? I got Dolphin fans already clamoring, saying they should go get. They do need a returner since they traded Jakeem the Dream Grant, which you know I was. <laughs> I was personally depressed about that because he's a good returner, actually. Not a, not a receiver. That was the problem here, by the way. With all the injuries, they had to elevate him to, like, the number three receiver. And Jakeem yeah. Grant is supposed to be your number six receiver. He's supposed to be your last receiver that you use, like, you know, break glass when emergency. But as a returner, he's excellent. Obviously went to the Pro Bowl. Uh, and then he got that contract from Cleveland, and well, then you know that unfortunately the poor kid got injured. But they need a returner. So what do you think about Braxton Berrios as well, a returner? Because I know he's not a big time receiver. Yeah, I think. Well, I think it would actually be a, a you know something of a downgrade as a returner, right? But it's um, I 
like he's a good football player. Uh, and I don't like I don't mean that as like damning with faint praise or anything like that. But um, coaches love putting that guy on the field. Um, he you know he, he he makes more plays than you than you would think someone like with his presumed talent level would make. Right. Um, quarterbacks love him. Coaches love him. So. Obviously, uh, if you know if he's been released, that's maybe a little bit of a knock against him. But man, that guy always finds his way into game plans, and he always finds his way into a handful of targets. So, I, I like it. Does it move the needle for a team to sign him? No. But um, is he a totally competent football player who's probably going to see a bunch of snaps? Yeah, sure. Lamar Jackson, what happens, dude? People are uh, they're jumping ship. I, I'm not really into the collusion crap. I think that people aren't looking at the big picture. You've got to give up a, a guaranteed deal that that's what he wants. You've got to give up two first-round picks, and you must be willing to change your offense completely to, okay, to so accommodate the, him. That, to me, is the is the key aspect of this. This is not like plugging in, you know, Derek Carr. This is not like plugging in Andy Dalton. This is not like plugging in, you know, sort of a paint-by-numbers pocket passer of a quarterback. This is somebody that you build the whole thing around, right? This is the this is the new centerpiece of your offense, and your offense has to be very different from anything that you've run before. There's only a handful of guys that can, you know, that can slide into that sort of role. You need different sorts of receivers. You need different, you know, you got you got to coach the offensive line differently. You need like you're talking about reshaping an offense from scratch. So this isn't this isn't a plug and play guy. This is you know we we draft for years to accommodate what we have in somebody like Lamar Jackson, right? This is not, it's just not as simple as saying, oh, we need a quarterback. There's a quarterback. Go get it. I'm glad you, I'm glad you and I see uh, eye to eye on that one because it's just, it, I think people just think like, oh no, we'll grab, it's like I laugh here in Miami because, oh no, yeah, no, of course, Mike McDaniel's going to change his entire offense for that kid and then yeah. that kid can actually, or can that kid run Mike McDaniel's offense? No, he can't because you need a pure passer to run this offense. Of course, it's a run-based offense, but hell, even this year, he chose not to run at times. <laughs> he plus, just plus, let to yeah, a, the NFL he just is also a league pass. where you need to you need to build off what you've done last year and the year before, and right. you can't just shake the etch a sketch every season and say, okay, well that didn't work, we lost with that, so let's try this other radically different thing. Um, you, you know, that's why the Dolphins are obviously in it for the for the long haul with the with the cast that they have, and that's the right thing to do. You have a, you have a coach that you trust, you have a quarterback that you pretty much trust, um, and you have the best receivers in football. So let's let let's build on what we just did, and and build on how far we got this last year. Um, that's how it's supposed to work. That's why we talk about year to year continuity all the time and the importance of it. And and Lamar in particular is just not you know I, like I I think he's wonderful he's one of my favorite players to watch, um, but I'm I'm not ignorant enough to think that you can just plug him in anywhere and say okay let's let's go do Lamar things um, after never having had a guy like that right and you know what a lot of people talk about whoa no Washington if I'm Eric Bieniemy that's not what the guy I want to prove my my worthiness of being a head coach or an offensive coordinator because now I've got to make him an accurate quarterback something he hasn't been 5 years into the league already at this point uh, well, plus, what is the what is the strength of of you know Washington on offense? They have a great receiving core. Um, Terry McLaurin is great. Um, that guy that guy's like a I don't know I don't know if we're calling him top twelve, top fifteen. He's fantastic. Easily, um, easily top fifteen. Easily top yeah, twelve. Kurt, 
Curtis Samuel is awesome. Um, Dotson is awesome. Like all Dotson did is catch a touchdown like every five or six receptions this year. Short stuff, long stuff. Um, that receiving core is outstanding. So that is a team where I think you could plug in a lot of guys. Like they would have been, they would have been fine. They'd be fine for Jimmy. They'd be fine for. They would have been fine for Derek Carr. Like I think that is a a really interesting environment with um, absolutely outstanding receivers. Like they're. They don't have that one guy who's just an absolute top of the ranks receiver that that gets everybody buzzing, but the the combination of those three players is just phenomenal. Then again, Terry McLaurin probably doesn't get enough credit for being a stud. That's the thing too. I think if no, he had, well, I think if he had a, an elite quarterback, tied with Car- if yeah, he had an elite what quarterback, when here. you're when you're when you're anchored to you know Carson Wentz and nothing but sketchy quarterbacks before that, like, but we're gonna see like. We're going to see at some point Terry McLaurin is going to get himself a quarterback in the NFL, and it's going to be sensational. All right, so where does the Lamar Jackson thing end? Just a, a holdout then? I assume it ends with him in Baltimore. Um, you know, Charles Robinson wrote some really interesting uh, – at Yahoo wrote some really interesting stuff in which he talked to agents about uh, Lamar's situation. Like, I, I would I would like to think that this ends with Lamar actually getting an agent and an agent getting something done because we got to be at that point pretty soon. Um, c- c- like it's it's really easy to roll your eyes at the, the you know the nature of the job of a sports agent or anything like that, but that you know they're out there tampering on your behalf, right? They're out there um, making things happen when you when you simply don't have the time for those distractions and you you know you don't have the you don't necessarily have the competence for it either right it's not what you do every day every minute of the day i hope it ends with lamar getting an agent and getting something done with the ravens because that's where that's the team that's invested the time in him that's the system that's built around him that is that is clearly the best landing spot for him um they would then need to go find some receiving assets too but I, like i still think that's the that's the right spot i know i know a player in the league um that had a pretty good year this year and was out of football and if it wasn't for his agent he wouldn't have had a job his agent knew yeah. the general manager and and the general manager did the agent a favor by bringing the guy in and 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 the guy said just give him a couple weeks, get him in shape, and give him a chance. And if if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, you know, you tried, it didn't hurt you. And the guy went on to have actually have a pretty good season, contribute to the team a lot, and um, and it was all because of the agent that, that, that made it happen. So uh, any player that thinks you don't need an agent, it's just it's ridiculous, dude. It's just stupid. Yeah. You know, those people are working the phones for you. They have um, connections that you never will have. Uh, and then they're your and and they're your buffer for yeah. all of this stuff. They're, because, they're a pipeline of information. Um, yeah. They can, as, as you say, they can do all sorts of things on your behalf that you, you'll you never have the time to do. And, and the ugly stuff that's going on now, done. you don't want to be a part of this shit that's going on now. No. You don't want to hear what they really think about you and what warts you have and all that stuff. The agent, you know, keeps you sheltered from that stuff, you know, and, and it's just not a, you you can't imagine his mom is sitting there and you're actually telling his mom, well, you know, we can't give your son a guaranteed contract because, you know, he's broken down the last two years and, you know, he's not necessarily a great passer either. So, you know, what, you know, and, and so it's just, I bet, 
that the Ravens haven't even been able to really be themselves in these negotiations if they're really dealing with his mom, dude. Seriously. It's a, it's a really good it's a really good point. There's only so much you can say, right? You can't you can't deal with brutal honesty. Um, there there's probably I, like I don't know if the people in the I don't know what what level of business acumen the people in the room actually have, but um, it is a it is a different conversation entirely. And again, you're just you're just not getting the the pipeline of information that you would from from uh, any sort of competent. And, and your agent kind of, is negotiating other contracts or has negotiated other contracts in your right. position for your whatever position you play in several times over now. So he's going to yep. know all the ins and outs of it and what one guy got, one one other guy was missing, what clause, this, that. All of these things that they're going to be able to protect you a lot better than somebody that's never put together an NFL contract. And to me, that's yep. – I, I, it's, 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 really, it, it, it's really baffling to me that this guy has not figured out and his mom – that they need an agent. I, I don't know how that doesn't cross your mind. Yeah, that again is is definitely where I hope this ends. And to your original point, just just to reiterate, like this is absolutely not a guy that you can just plug into any system um, <laughs> and expect it to just hum immediately, right? Like Baltimore has carefully over several years built a team to, to sort of support Lamar. And it's not finished, right? They need the better receiving core, but you know, it just takes time in the NFL. It's not, you know, it's not Major League Baseball. It's not, you know, there's there's other sports where you can do this. Like NBA teams can reshuffle all the time and, and you know, you give them a couple of weeks and stars figure it out. Um, that, is, that is not how the NFL works. The NFL is a little bit more intricate than that. Um, so I, I, I really do hope that he lands back with Baltimore and I really do hope that he hires an agent and they just get this done. Because it's not like, this isn't fun to talk about. This isn't fun conversation. I do not enjoy the, the unless unless we're getting like big splash deals like we had last year or like you're the Dolphins and you just landed Tyreek Hill. I don't, you know, th these off-season transactions and like business of football stuff is not, is not why I got into it. <laughs> you know, I, I'd rather be talking about the, the Ravens outlook moving forward and which of these great receivers do they land in the draft or sign in free agency or something like that. I just, I just hate talking about the, um, and, and you know, the ridiculous the part shares. is an agent would have had his contract done two years ago after his two third, years ago, Absolutely. after his third Absolutely. year, it would have been done history in the archives. They would have moved on. And and none of this would happen. It would be smooth sailing for them, and they can stay, yep. you know. But now you've lost your offensive coordinator. He left. So and who knows? Maybe he left because he wants to be, you know, like a full fledged offensive coordinator, not a guy <laughs> running a run oriented offense all the time. Yeah. And you know, it kind of reminds me of the Miami Heat. You're running a, a run oriented offense that limits you in offense. And if you fall behind, you can't you can't really play catch up. Hell, right. they led the Dolphins by twenty one points, and Miami stormed back because they have a quarterback in a passing game. And yet, when they were forced to match, they could not do it because that's not the way that offense works. So all of a sudden now, you're playing a, an offense that really is antiquated, and it reminds me of our Miami Heat. The Miami Heat have a you need a two point shot. We got it for you, bro. <laughs> we got all the two-point shots you want, Andy. But there's only one problem in the NBA. 
It's about the threes. It's not about the yeah. twos. You know, the three Miami re- Heat team has constructed. Yep. You know, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo would have been fantastic in the 90s. Fantastic yep. in the 90s. Problem is that Pat Riley and company keep building teams from the 90s. And it's like, bro, you're in <laughs> 2023. And I think, you know, that offense, that's the, that's the dangerous part of that kind of offense. By the way, Tennessee was kind of in that same boat. Different ways, but you were counting on the one guy, Derrick Henry. Why? Because your quarterback wasn't a difference maker with his arm. And then that's the problem. He was just a facilitator, a game manager. And at one point or another, in this league, you have to be explosive, dude. You have to be able to get chunk plays. More to the the point, in in that conference, right? Like, Kansas City is just a problem that's going to sit there for a decade, right? Like, you're going to... It's going to be different names in the in the receiving room and all that, but it's still going to be Patrick Mahomes for the next. You know, you got you got peak Patrick Mahomes now for like the next ten years, twelve Shit, years. They're talking. They're talking Hopkins. Yeah, they're talking Hopkins like, to go there. You're going to have to find a way to to score with Kansas City for the next ten years if you think you're a serious AFC team. You're, you like you got to get to thirty-seven. You got to get to thirty-five all of the time. Um, you've got to be the sort of team that can fall behind 14 to nothing and like Kansas City be like whatever what's what's two scores to us we're gonna we're gonna finish at 38 you know you've got to be that kind of offense and you, you don't get there by playing slow you don't get there by running the ball 45 times a game um, it's just it's just not how that's done all right follow him on Twitter at Andy Barons what do you got going on on Yahoo this week so much baseball. Um, fantasy baseball season is ramping up. Uh, we've, we've got a million things, a million pieces of content out there. By, right by the way, baseball. you want another offensive juggernaut? The Miami Marlins, baby. <laughs> That's right. 42-run differential. We've scored. Let me see. I, I, I took the notes that I took. The, they're 1-9. in nine. They got a 42-run differential right now, worst in Major League Baseball. We've lost seven in a row, worst in Major League Baseball. And the 31 runs scored in 10 games, the worst in Major League Baseball. And? I'm just I'm just here to tell you, I can't, hey, what? I can't have Edward Cabrera fail. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. We beat Israel last night. We're in. We're good. Yeah. All right. We're good. Turn We're good. Around. We're good. We beat Israel. There we go. We're set. <laughs> We're set. We're, um, is Israel in the NL East? Uh, 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 well, it's in the it's in some kind of East, but <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in the East. Uh, yeah. So yeah, if you want a juggernaut, I'm sure you're talking a lot about the Marlins and draft Marlins. Constantly, it's just, Marlins. it's just nothing but Marlins talk. It's wall to wall Marlins talk. That's right. It's a beautiful thing. All right, follow him there at Andy Barons. And, of course, if you're getting ready for fantasy baseball, do everything but stay away from Marlins. That's that's the advice from <laughs> Yahoo Sports. That's right actually, Just it's not that bad, actually. Sandy if I had to Jazz, sum it up in one sentence, Sandy Jazz and stay away from everything else. That's kind of what they're, <laughs> they're going to tell you. Andy, appreciate you, bro. Hey, good luck to your daughter, man. I hope she kicks ass. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. You got it, baby. We'll catch up next week. Thank you. Later, big guy. You got it. There you go. The great Andy Barron's. Yes, sir. Sports Grill. Oh, yeah. Hey, you want to watch the Marlins score no runs this season? Go to Sports Grill. You want to watch Inter Miami score a lot of goals and add Messi? Go to Sports Grill. When the Dolphins roll around, you go to Sports Grill. When the Miami Heat 
are in the playoffs. Go to Sports Grill. When the Panthers are finishing up this season, I don't know if they'll be in the playoffs, but at Sports Grill, you can catch all the playoff games. You can take home your favorite sauce. It's a beautiful thing. Mondays, the Kendall location's got the rock and roll playing and the milkshakes going on all night long. So many things going on. The new Doral location is off the chain, baby. Eight awesome locations. Go to sportsgrill.com. Find the nearest location to you. Sports Grill, baby. Enjoy your sports. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the family. This podcast replay is brought to you by Sports Grill. With over 35 years of making it special grilled, they're celebrating the start of football season with 15% off all bone-in wings. Visit any of their seven locations all over South Florida. All righty, there he is, Scott Pianowski, locked and loaded. And if you think Scott Pianowski has any trouble making money, well, check this out. The leaders so far in contract restructures. The Dolphins are at $48.99 million. The Saints, 48.96. The Jags, 45.59. Packers, 33.99. Chargers, number five at 28.75. And the Panthers, number six at 27.42. The Dolphins restructuring a lot to sign you, Mr. Pianowski. <laughs> Boy, I'm going to ask you for a loan soon, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what position I would play. They, they need somebody long snapper, maybe, or because um, the, the one thing I can do is catch the ball. We say I can't run away from anybody, but they don't need a receiver. I, I think Hill and Waddle got that position locked up pretty pretty good. But man, a lot a lot's happened in the NFL. It is just it's the one sport where it's a twelve month calendar, right? You can't get away from it. Free agency, this Lamar Jackson fiasco, Adam Thielen retired today. Uh, you know the draft. Oh, he retired. Far I'm Wait sorry. Minute, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. He was cut by the by the Vikings. Oh, okay. He did not, he did not I was retire. Like, Holy shit, dude! I thought it was you. Like you threw me for a loop. Totally, there. totally misspoke. Uh, in, okay. in part because I was what I was doing is putting in in uh, on Twitter. I was looking at some of his ranks among undrafted receivers. He's top ten among undrafted receivers in catches, yards. He's third in touchdowns among undrafted receivers. I think he's fifth in uh, regular fantasy points, sixth in PPR. I may have that flip flopped. But uh, along with Rod Smith, Don Hudson, just one of the, the greatest um, undrafted receivers of all time. He will probably play a couple more years. But so I, I apologize sliding uh, Thielen there. But a guy, what, Mankato State? They don't even call the college that anymore. It's called something else now. But um, a player who made himself. Nobody expected anything when he came to the NFL. But he, he's a self-made guy and always been one of my favorites. And, of course, this Jackson thing, you, you know, a friend of mine who's a casual NFL fan said to me a few days ago, he sent me a text. He said, what are the, the Giants spent how much money on Daniel Jones? Is he that good? And it just goes to show you that a quarterback in the NFL, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. The Giants mm -hmm. were screwed if they let Daniel Jones go, but they might be screwed by kind of overpaying him. And I feel like the Ravens are in that position with Lamar Jackson. I, I think they want to keep him. They don't want to give him a Deshaun Watson contract. I don't blame him. You know, I thought what the Ravens have offered Jackson was actually reasonable. So I, I kind of like what Baltimore, other than the fact that it may ruffle feathers, I think what they did makes a lot of sense. It's like, okay, if there's a better offer out there, go get it, and then we will react to it. And if there isn't a better offer out there, then maybe you'll see that our offer is actually pretty good. Um, it just, just shows you, you know, obviously Miami's in a weird place with Tua, right? Because his upside is he's a, he's a Pro Bowl guy. He's an MVP candidate. They went to the playoffs last year largely on his shoulders, but you don't know what the durability is going to be. So I, the NFL is always about the quarterback. 
and even the quarterbacks that we talk ourselves into, you know, the Jets right now, everybody's all excited to get Aaron Rodgers. You know, Aaron Rodgers didn't look that great last year. I know the Jets have better offensive pieces, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not afraid, uh, you know, looking from an AFC East standpoint, Rodgers, would he be better than Zach Wilson or Mike White? Yeah, but he's not. you're not getting MVP Aaron Rodgers, man. You're, you're getting like the 13th best quarterback in the league the way I see it. Yeah, I, I don't think you're getting... Uh, and I don't think you're getting a guy that's completely all in. I just think he's kind of trying to finish out that hundred million dollars. It's almost like that's quite. A, I, I feel that's going to be a, a you know a disaster when it's all said and done. And I don't know if you saw Emmanuel Acho. I thought he had, he made a great point too. The problem for Lamar now too is, you know, Deshaun Watson was going to be traded. Somebody was going to get him in that fight for him. See here, what are you fighting for? What, what are you you're negotiating for Baltimore? Because Baltimore at no point has said, all right, we'll, we're part ways with them. We'll trade them. Go ahead. Somebody gives you the right deal. Well, no, every time they've said we want them back. And so basically, why are teams going to negotiate with Lamar when all you're doing is creating a contract that Baltimore's going to say, okay, great. We'll take it. And that's it. It's got to be so ridiculous for them to say, yeah, no, we're out. We'll take the two first rounders. So really, if you're Atlanta or you're Washington or Carolina, if you really are in uh, in the market for a quarterback, that's not the one you go after because in the end, he's not being offered up to anybody at right. all. Yeah, the NFL is all about leverage. Life is all about leverage, right? That's why when, when you go to that job interview, it's a cat and mouse game. You want the... The other side to make an offer first, and they want you to say, "Well, what are your salary demands? What are your salary expectations?" The whole goal is to go second in poker, right? A huge part of poker is position, is acting last, is getting the most information you can, and then you make your choice. And unfortunately, for the teams that may be interested in Jackson, they don't have any leverage because no matter what they want to offer him, you you make you make a crazy offer that blows everything out of the water. Okay, good, you just have him. You overpaid for him, and and by the way, we'll take your two first round picks. Thank you very much. You make it under, you know, you under offer him, and then the Ravens say, "Oh, that's great. We'll we'll scoop him back. Thank you for facilitating this for us." So teams don't want to be manipulated like that. Teams see that they don't have leverage in the situation, which is why I, I understand why Lamar is probably frustrated by it. I did think what the Ravens have offered. I think the Ravens have offered in good faith, though. Sometimes a lot, a lot of times in these situations, the the business side of it, the team side of it, will try to offer something that looks good that they can sell in public, but isn't really an in good faith offer. I think the Ravens have actually negotiated in good faith with Jackson. I, I don't think that's part of the problem. I'm with you there. By the way, Byron Jones has uh, apparently uh, tweeted or Instagrammed out that he has retired. Mm. Uh, so it looks like uh, the knee injury that he suffered, it's, it's too much for him to come back from. So uh, it looks like he is, uh, he's calling it quits interesting yeah it's the nfl man you know um these guys deserve every penny they make because a career can end at any point um and whenever anybody gets out when they still have a quality of life you know they can still live you know they've made some money and everything i feel good about it you know um sorry to hear that news but i mean it's it's the nature of the game there's no getting away i mean they they've tried to legis they tried to make the game as safe as they can i just don't know what they can really do you know, I, I, I don't know if there's anything you can do, actually, at this point. Uh, they've the way they listen in the end, I, I not not for anything, but I kind of was, you know, 
tripping with uh, Byron Jones a little bit because he was acting like, well, uh, don't take the pills and uh, this, that, and uh, this, this game will do damage to you. And it's like, yo, it's 2023. We already know that your body's going to be, you know, you know, uh, hamburger meat when you're done with that game. That's kind of the trade. You know, if you play football, you are going to be sacrificing your body. It's kind of part of the game, unfortunately. But that's just the way. If you play hockey, it's the same way. When you retire, you're not going to you're you're going to be pretty creaky when you wake up in the morning, dude. It's a lot of sports. There's a concussion problem in soccer. You go back and read the Sports Illustrated article when Roger Staubach retired back when we didn't know when a concussion was, he got his bell rung. And Staubach wanted to keep playing. He was still playing at a very high level. He was still a Pro Bowl player his final season, playoff player. But um, he, he said, "I've suffered like seven or eight concussions. I, I can't do this anymore. I, you know, I, I don't. I don't want to ruin the second half of my life." Yeah, I'm. I'm with you there. All right. Uh, you you look at uh, the Aaron Rodgers situation. Do you see him ending up in the Jets? I think so. I, I think the Green Bay. Rodgers thing just has to be a divorce now because Jordan Love showed enough and Rodgers is I mean, he's not an ideal teammate right I mean Rodgers is one of those guys that when he's playing an MVP level you deal with him being a pain in the ass and you live with it because he's one of the you know it's like Barry Bonds was like that right I mean when when Barry Bonds was the best hitter in baseball people would live with this crap when he couldn't play the field anymore and he got into his 40s even though he was still somebody who would probably have a 400 OBP just by standing at the plate even if he never swung the bat I mean he still had value but he wasn't worth it at the end when he wasn't the best player in baseball anymore and again the Jets you know the Jets come to him with open arms because they've had such bad quarterback play they, they lived through the Darnold thing they lived through the Zach Wilson thing you know, Mike White is what he is. I mean, he's a good backup who can play effectively for a game or two, and then he got hurt himself. He got exposed. He's certainly not a long-term solution, and nobody thought he was. But they, the thing is, this team has such good offensive infrastructure, really defensive infrastructure too. This is a really good – if you ranked all the rosters in the NFL, 2 through 50, the Jets would do really well. The problem is the NFL is all about who your quarterback is first and foremost. And, again, they're, they're not getting – I know Rodgers won MVPs recently. I, I get it, but – he is not anywhere close to that guy. And, you know, for every Tom Brady who had a pretty good run in Tampa Bay or Joe Montana who had a decent run in Kansas City, you're much more likely to be Joe Namath on the Rams or Johnny Unitas on the Chargers or, you know, that type of thing. You know, Dan Marino's final final game at Jacksonville, right, where they lose 62-7 to seven or something like right, that. Right, right, yeah. The line, the line from Cocktail, everything ends badly or else it wouldn't end. I mean, I wouldn't say everything ends badly. Somebody Sometimes guys go out like John Elway did, but for the most part, it ends badly. It ended badly for Brett Favre. He was really good. Uh, another guy, by the way, who went from the Packers to the Jets. Really good his second to last season. He was terrible as last year. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right. Um, we we look at the, uh, at, at, uh, the Raiders situation. Where do they end up? What quarterback do they get, dude? God, I wish I knew. Again, you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. You know, we gotta get rid of Derek Carr. He's the problem. Okay, well, you got rid of him. He's not your problem anymore. And Brady and Brady stayed retired. Brady stayed retired. I, I don't. Maybe they can be players in Garoppolo. <laughs> Pardon me. By, by the way, are, are you on the side <laughs> of calling McDaniel and and Greer liars since they've been for two months saying they're committed to Tua, but yet we keep having people say Brady's in play. In Miami, are you uh, are you on that bandwagon too? By the way, I think Brady's retired. I I'm surprised because I think Brady could still play in the right situation. I thought he was a great fit for San Francisco. I think he'd be a great fit for Miami. He obviously likes the area, 
and there's he was interested in Miami before. So I'll say this: if Brady were to unretire again, first of all, nobody would ever believe him. San Fran would have would have been the perfect one. You nailed it. <laughs> he would only come back for a perfect setup, which I think San Francisco is. I think Miami's really close, though. Yes, I do too. I I actually think Miami is close. Miami needs to make a couple of moves. Uh, and and adding a Fangio, I think, was huge. For sure. It, 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 for me, the bigger thing is Miami just needs some breaks this year where they don't suffer all the injuries that they suffered because they had so many injuries last year that that completely derailed their season more than anything else. But I think if you get back your nucleus, you add the defensive coordinator, and you're able to add like a key free agent or two, uh, I I'm with you. I think Miami can actually win the division this year because I think Buffalo is going to take a step back because of Josh Allen's contract now becoming part of the mix. And now they're not going to be able to keep everybody. And this is part of success when you've been drafting well for a few years and now you've had to pay your quarterback. Well, now now crap comes to, you know, to the top now and now you've got to pay the piper. And I think that the the Bills are about to take a step or two back. And I think Miami has a chance to take a step or two forward, actually. Totally agree. Buffalo is going to be a very top-heavy team. And we saw it last year with their offense, right? Allen was very good most of the time. A couple of games where he lost his way. But for the most part, what we expected. And Stephon Diggs was what we expected. Any other Buffalo player you drafted for fantasy was a game of whack-a-mole. You know, Singletary would play well once a month. Dawson Knox would score a touchdown once in a while. Gabe Davis was a hot player after that four-touchdown game against Kansas City in the playoffs. He was a disappointment to the point that there's whispers that Buffalo just wants to get rid of Davis. They want to replace him anyway. But if you make you make a, any kind of interesting offer for Gabe Davis, they're going to trade him. I think they've accepted that he's just a, 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 a rotation player, but not somebody who can really play out on the outside all the time. So they need a fresh coat of paint in that offense. And as you said, the price of being good is you get priced out of you, you have to decide who you can keep and the players you keep are going to get at the high end of their salary range and then you get rated in your depth so you have a team you know, like the, the jets the great thing about the jets right now is they have so many young players who aren't really getting paid yet and so they have a really really deep team and the jets will have this problem in, in two or three years when these guys right, rookie right. deals run out right. and they want to get paid and they have to say well who can we keep and we'll pay top of the market for them and who can't we keep and we'll have to just lose those guys to a waddle and jalen phillips Mm-hmm. That's coming. That's coming. Buffalo's, you know, Buffalo windows are so short and defensive windows are really short. I, I thought Buffalo had like a top five defense the last couple of years. I, they're going to have an ordinary defense next year because they're going to, they're not going to have the same personnel. And we saw what happened this year when they had some injuries. They were just trying to lose that game to Miami. If Miami had any competent quarterback play, they win that playoff game, obviously. Well, I, I think if the, if the coach just gets to play in on the fourth and one, even with the third quarterback, they might have driven down that field to win that game, dude, because they were moving the ball mm-hmm. at that point. So, you know, that's uh, that's kind of the iffy one. All right, what do you got uh, going on at Yahoo so folks can check you out, my friend? A lot of fantasy baseball coverage as uh, we're in fantasy baseball season, and I'll be doing a lot of NCAA tournament coverage starting Monday. I'll give you sleepers. I'll give you busts. I'll give you some tips in filling out your brackets if you're in an NCAA basketball pool, which you should do. It's un-American not to do one. Help you with that. And, of course, the Yahoo Fantasy Football forecast keeps rolling along. Matt Harmon is the shepherd there. I'm a regular guest on it. He's doing a bunch of free agency stuff. He did a bunch of combine stuff. We'll obviously be all over the NFL draft. And shortly after the NFL draft, I don't know the exact date, but I would expect that's when Yahoo Fantasy Football would be open for business. So we'll be drafting in the spring. We'll be doing months of reps, man. 
getting you ready for the next fantasy season. Because, again, the NFL is a 12-month calendar. Amen to that. And we'll have uh, more pieces to that puzzle to answer now coming up with free agency in the draft. And that'll give us a, a clear fantasy picture for 2023. Follow him on Twitter at Scott underscore Pianowski. Catch his work there at Yahoo Sports. Scott, as always, my brother, appreciate you immensely. We will catch up next week, my friend. Great Thank to you. talk to you. If you hear a dog barking in the background, that's my, it's our puppy, Abby. She wanted to be on the show. So uh, bring her Abby, on next Abby time, says bro. hello from Michigan. You, you got you to show off Abby next time, bro. I will. I will. Right. Great dog. All right. All right, Scotty. Have a good one, buddy. You got it, baby. There you go. Scott Pianowski, Yahoo Fantasy, baby. And Sports Grill, eight great locations. They just opened up the Doral location. It is awesome. It's about a mile, mile and a half, right down 87th Avenue, uh, just north of uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, golf course in Doral. And it is a beautiful, beautiful restaurant. Eight great locations. Don't forget, you can take the sauces home. Oh, yeah. And, of course, you got all the college basketball action going on. Great place to catch it is at Sports Grill. Go to sportsgrill.com so you can find the nearest location to you. Sports Grill, Miami Dolphins, and NFL Report with Scott Pianowski.